For The Daily Princetonian, I'm Lena Kim. You're listening to Daybreak. Today, we cover updates on Princeton's football season, the opening of the largest Hindu temple in the U.S., Indigenous Peoples Day, and the bombing in Israel, as well as the deadly tremor in Afghanistan. It's officially the start of midterms. Daybreak will be releasing episodes Monday, Wednesday, and Friday this week. It's Monday, October 9th. Princeton football finished their last non-conference game this past Saturday and now looks ahead to more Ivy League play for the rest of the season. I sat down with contributing sports writer Alexander Beverton-Smith to learn more about the Tigers' performance. Uh, I'm Alex Beverton-Smith. I'm a freshman, class 2027, and I'm uh, one of the sports contributors. So um, I guess my first question is, how have the Tigers been doing so far in terms of football? And are there any major highlights from this past weekend's game uh, against Lafayette? Yeah, of course. Um, I mean, we've had a, a mixed mix bag so far in the season. Um, we came out strong in our sort of first game against San Diego. Uh, we, unfortunately, the week after we fell to Bryant uh, in a tough sort of uh, game in tough conditions. Um, we bounced back for our first conference game, which is, of course, what, what, what we're looking at, what matters, uh, against Columbia last week um, before coming up against a very tough Lafayette side um, and unfortunately just losing out. Uh, but again, all these games have been very close scoring games and we're hoping that we can sort of you know, build on that in the future. In terms of you know the future, what can we sort of look forward in terms of the Princeton Tigers football team? Yeah, I mean... Um, I think we showed we showed like real real promise in all these games against Lafayette. We had some we have some real strong you know um, individual players. Our defense is looking really good. Uh, Ozzy Nicholas has been standing out all throughout the season. He's been breaking some sort of records recently in terms of his tackling ability, uh, and he showed that again the other day. Um, same with our I mean offense as well. I mean other defensive players, Liam Johnson, you know people like that, have also shown how good they are. Um, but in offensively, we've got um, uh, Blake Stentrum, our quarterback, who's been on really fine form. Um, um, so there's so many like good players there. It's just about about the team clicking uh, and just getting all these things and like fixing the small mistakes. So I think in the future, we've got a lot to be hopeful about. In local news, the largest Hindu temple in the United States was inaugurated on Sunday in Robbinsville, a township of Mercer County. Constructed by the Hindu denomination, Bochasamwasi Sri Akshar Purushottam Swaminarayan Sanstha, or BAPS, the temple was inaugurated as the BAPS Swaminarayan Akshar Dam. Many volunteers on the project have celebrated its completion, with one describing it as, quote, the American dream. However, among the excitement, concerns about labor exploitation have also arisen. A lawsuit filed in 2021 alleged that workers faced unsafe working conditions and wages as low as 120 per hour. In response to these allegations, BAPS has stated that workers on the project were religious volunteers, not employees. The lawsuit was put on hold this year after 12 of the original 21 plaintiffs withdrew their claims. The BAPS Swaminarayan Akshardam Temple will open to the public on October 18th. Today, people across the country celebrate Indigenous Peoples Day, which falls on the second Monday of October. This holiday has been recognized alongside Columbus Day, but lawmakers from the House and Senate this year have reintroduced a bill that would establish Indigenous Peoples Day as a federal holiday, replacing Columbus Day. There are currently 56 co-sponsors in the House, 
several co-sponsors in the Senate, and support from the Cherokee and Navajo nations. In states that have an official public holiday today, government offices are closed and state workers, except those in essential positions, have a paid day off. More than 100 cities, including Seattle, Los Angeles, Boston, Denver, Phoenix, San Francisco, and Columbus, Ohio, which was named after the 15th century Italian explorer, have replaced Columbus Day with Indigenous Peoples Day. In international news, Hamas militants in Gaza fired a deadly barrage of allegedly 2,200 rockets and sent gunmen into southern Israel early Saturday morning. In response to this, Israel's Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu declared that the country is, quote, at war on Saturday. As of Sunday evening, at least 700 Israelis and 413 Palestinians have died. This story is rapidly changing and will be updated as the situation evolves. This Saturday, Afghanistan suffered a powerful earthquake, one of the deadliest the country has seen in years. According to the U.S. Geological Survey, the tremor hit the west of the country about 20 miles northwest of the city of Herat, with a magnitude of 6.3. As of Sunday evening, according to the Taliban administration, more than 2,400 people were killed. The head of the Taliban political office in Qatar, Suhail Shaheen, told the media that food, drinking water, medicine, clothes, and tents were urgently needed for rescue and relief. Today, you can expect sun and a few afternoon clouds with a high of 61 and a low of 43. That's all for Daybreak today. Today's episode was written by Twyla Colburn, Charlotte Young, and me, sound engineered by Vitus LaRue, and produced under the 147th Managing Board of The Prince. Our theme was composed by Ed Horan, class of 22. For The Daily Princetonian, I'm Lena Kim. Have a wonderful day.